Well, good morning, Rockbridge. Good morning to everyone who is here. Good morning to everyone who's joining us online. Betty, looks like Matthew's here as well. Thank you. Um, so uh, anyone who's in the living room area, if you wouldn't mind joining us for a second. We only have one greeting song. So you got one shot to sing really, really loud with me this morning before, before we start into the regular worship. But go ahead and stand, and then we'll pray into our worship. Dear God, thank you for letting us be here today. Thank you for um, giving us the strength to drive here, to ride with someone here. However we got here, we are here, and we are here for you. Thank you for letting us be here for you. Amen. See you. 
lot of words in that song, I'll tell you what. So go ahead and say hi to someone you haven't said hi to yet this morning, and then while we're doing that, we'll have the kids come up to the front, and we'll do our children's moment. Thank you. Nope, only oh. doing one. Oh, okay. Oh, I missed your announcement. All right, kids, come on up. Those that aren't shy. How you doing, crew? You've been working on those skates. Look, look how red is. I know, I see. Hey, how y'all doing? Here, scoot in, scoot in. I'm going to stand today. How y'all doing? Did y'all start school back? All right, were you excited about that? Yeah. Well, it's good to see y'all. We're, we're going to do a little Catholic stuff. We're going to have confession time. Okay? I want to ask you, have you, any of you ever hit your brother or sister? Yeah, I, now, I do believe John. I don't know if I believe you, Kason. All right, so good. You all get points for honesty. So that's not good to hit your brother or sister, is it? But why did you hit your brother or your sister? And I don't need the specific reason, but what makes you want to hit somebody? All right, well, there's play hitting. I'm talking about the mean hitting. Because did you hit him because you were mad at him? You were upset, right? They did something to make you mad. And so hitting's not good, but when we look at why we hit, that's what Jesus came to talk to us about. And the Old Testament says you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't hit people, you shouldn't steal, you shouldn't do that. But Jesus comes and on the Sermon on the Mount, he says, let's get to the heart of the matter. It's not just hitting someone or being mean to somebody, it's why that happened. Because that starts in our hearts. If we don't have anger, if we don't have jealousy, or whatever it is that that causes us to lash out, then we won't lash out. Jesus says, it is said in the Old Testament, you shall not murder. But he says, anger in your heart is where that starts. And so Jesus came to change our hearts and to give us new hearts. So we don't need to the rule, don't hit, because if we have the heart of Christ in us, we're not going to hit. We're going to love one another as Christ has loved us. So our prayer should always be, Jesus, continue to change my heart to be more like yours. All right? All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, we pray that you would continue to change our hearts, that our hearts would be more like you, and that we could love others as you have loved us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, everybody go with Allison. And we're going to have video announcements right now.
The time has come to put away the Christmas decorations. It would be so appreciated if you could give some time to help us clean and put away the decorations after the service. It would be such a great help. We have a great opportunity to serve our youth each Sunday with delivered and or prepared meals. Please see the Rockbridge this week for the link to sign up. Thrive Kids starts back this Wednesday, the 12th from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Children up to fifth grade will have fun with games, stories, and crafts. Okay, all right, so um, additional announcements uh, and kind of together with the ministry moment. Um, we, I know that um, COVID has reared its ugly head again, along with cedar fever. Um, and so we want to lift up all those that are suffering with COVID and cedar fever. But I want to give you a word of hope. Um, I was listening to a person that um, seemed to me like they knew what they were talking about. And they said, if you study pandemics uh, throughout the ages, and especially uh, recent ones, uh, but the, he was talking about major ones. He said Spanish flu and some others. He said there's a trend. Of, they last about two to three, usually three years, with a four different waves, with each wave getting uh, less, um, what's the word I'm on? Severe. That's the good word I was looking for. Uh, less severe. And, uh, and according to that estimation of history, we, that's what we're, we're about there. So a word of hope as we go into 2022. Uh, it made sense to me, um, and I kind of feel that that's the case. So let's uh, continue to uh, kind of barrel through this. And we'll, I had COVID over New Year's. Um, it was a bad chest cold. Um, I'm glad I got it out of the way. Um, but, um, and then, you know, you, you just don't know. It's crazy. Uh, my, my brother who lives in Chicago, his whole family being in Chicago, different rules, different climate. So they're double vax boosted, whatever you can get, they got it. And they were all together for Christmas. All of them got COVID. Um, so, uh, but I feel because of what I heard, but also in my spirit, we're coming to the end of it. All right. All right, we have today, we kind of picked a bad day, but it was the only day we could. The day was good, but the circumstances have changed, so we're a little light in the crowd, although I'm impressed. It's more than I thought we're going to be here. Um, and I'm also happy because today we're supposed to clean up. So that's the bad news. So if you can stay and help me clean up. Uh, take down the decorations, it's fine. If not, well, we'll just do it throughout the week. But the good news the, uh, for the cleanup party, Lazy G and their uh, barbecue truck is going to be set up and ready to serve after service. So um, you make sure you go by their fantastic food. Yeah, I don't know, are they doing the man candy or meat candy? Oh, they have the meat candy. That's uh, pork belly. Oh, it is so good. Just save me some before we get out there. Okay, we heard that the kids is going to, are going to start up again this Wednesday. We're not going to do adults yet this Tuesday. I'm in a, a dilemma. 
Uh, we were going to, and I'm, I'm trying to decide if we're still going to or if I want to put it off. When I decided to do this, we we're going to do our new series is called New. And so I wanted to talk to individuals, kind of get their testimony about how God had done new creations in their life, had done new things in their life, so to hear testimonies from people in our church. But at that time, I was assuming, like I've done, this is about the fourth time, that we're about done with COVID, and that I wanted, a lot, I wanted that to bring people in and listen to the testimonies. So I got to decide, I got a week to decide if we're still going to do that or if I'm going to do something in the interim and do that next. So we won't do that Tuesday, but we'll start something up the next Tuesday. And I'll let you know what that is. All right. Any other items, questions, comments? Yeah, I, I, I sit in on Raymond's uh, service, uh, you know, most Sundays, unless I have something going on. And I came in and was, listen, they're much more interactive. <laughs> it's okay if you want to be interactive. Okay. All right. So uh, we're going to pray over our offering. Uh, and we do want to lift up prayers for all those that are um, suffering with COVID. I've heard several today, cedar fever. I got over COVID just in time to come down and enter into cedar fever. Um, we want to lift up our country. Hey, and just, I don't, I told my wife, I said, I have no idea because nothing's changed within our denomination and the uh, Stuff that's going on there in the world and the division. Um, we're going through another wave. I said, I told her, I said, I don't know why, but I still feel so positive about this year. And so, because it, it, it's nothing external, so it's got to be about what God's going to do. And so I'm excited about that. And so let's be in prayer. Let's give ourselves fully to one another and to God and see what God's going to do in, new in 2022. All right, let us pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for your grace and for your mercy. Lord, I thank you for those that are gathered here in person, those that are online. Lord, we know that this world is just a mess. But Lord, we know that you make all things new. And Lord, we praise you for that. We praise you for uh, your love and for your grace, for the redemption we have in Christ Jesus that the hope of Christ transcends anything that this world can throw at us. And so in the midst of the mess, we have hope and light and life. And for that, we praise you. And Lord, as we come into 2022 and, and see how you are going to create and make things new, Lord, I pray that you would bless this offering and those that give, Lord, that this would be used for your mission, the mission of the church, to connect people to Christ and to keep that connection strong and flowing. Lord, help us to know that's the mission of this church. That's the mission of your church. It is all about the gospel of Jesus Christ and the good news and the hope and the newness that comes through Christ our Lord. It's in his name we pray. Amen.
nothing can stand against what a powerful name it is the name of jesus what a powerful name it is the name of jesus oh, amen god let's pray and let's let's pray into our our sermon this morning thank you god for this these words of yours, whether it be lyrics, whether it be scripture, Bible, coming from Pastor Jim, coming from anyone in this house, Lord, thank you for giving it to us and blessing us with it to feel and to live and to express God to everyone that we have around us. And God, while we are doing that, let's pray the Lord's prayer, the words that you have given us for so long. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. 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 Let's give it up for Scott and Haley. Woo! I don't know if the Holy Spirit was, well, it was already here because Raymond was preaching, but it, it, it came full force when y'all were singing. Fantastic. Thank you. And you'll see as I like the Lord's Prayer where it is. I don't want this to be sacrilegious, but as I was standing back there worshiping, I looked at the candle, and I heard Ashley's voice in my head, the candle's not lit. <laughs> and so while we were doing the Lord's Prayer, I prayed and the candle got lit. So. Okay, so we are starting a new series called New. And this comes from the fact that at the end of Revelations, Jesus comes back and we get to the end of the book and Jesus says, behold, I am making all things new. And that's really the summary statement of all of the Bible. That God is making all things new. He created, a little summary, he created in the first two chapters of Genesis, he created, it was perfect, there was perfect unity between humanity and God, and, then, and God had given us this tremendous gift of free will that allows us to love, but that is also at the root of our sin. And so we understand through Adam and the story of Adam and Eve that all humanity has this gift and left to ourselves, we will choose to use this selfishly, selfishly and instead of loving God with all our heart, mind, and soul and loving others as ourselves, we tend to love ourselves more than God and love ourselves more than others. And since that time, God's creation has been deteriorating um, in so many different ways. And that is the Old. And in the Old Testament, God 
It's the story of God pursuing us, trying to rebuild that relationship through the patriarchs, through covenant, through law, through the prophets. And we see that God has given us this law, and he tells them that if you live by this law, you will stay where you need to be in relationship with me. But what we see in the story of of the people of humanity in the Israelites is they continually are unfaithful. When they need something, when they're in distress, then they go to God. But after they continue to be blessed, after God returns to them, They begin to think, look what we have done. And that self creeps in. And it becomes about them again. And that's our story. And left to our own, there's no hope. And the old is not working. God tried through the law, through the covenants. God tried through all of that. And so we get the New Testament And in the New Testament, God is making all things new through Jesus Christ. And that's the point, that God is creating and making new out of the old, bringing life out of death, out of uh, condemnation, brings grace. And so God takes the old, remakes it in Christ and makes it new. And that's what our series is about. We're going to talk about new spirit, new testament, new covenant, new creation. We're going to talk about all things new. You know, we did a series that was kind of heavy called uh, Where is God? When it's, when I'm suffering, when I'm alone, when I'm free. This one is about the newness. Maybe it was just working on this sermon that gave me the hope and the fire of this new year. Because this is what God does in Christ Jesus. He makes all things new. To the point at the end of revelations, at the end of human history, at the end, it is all redeemed, all made new. And he is our God and we are his people for eternity. And so, Thus starts our series with with the shadow of the revelations. Behold, I am making all things new. But the deal is, if we look back at where this all started, the old and the decrepit and the deteriorating started with our hearts. With an unfaithful heart, an untrusting heart, an undevoted heart. When God said, do not eat of that. That's my law. That's my will. That's my command. And they were tempted. What did the serpent tempt? Their self-will. Surely. It wasn't about eating fruit. It was about going against God. Not trusting God. Getting them to break faith and trust and devotion to God. And so their action was eating fruit, but... It started in a deceitful heart, in a selfish heart. And so if God is going to make all things new through Jesus Christ, then it is going to start where? 
and a new heart. Hey, good, you guys are getting better at that. It's going to start in the heart. Our scripture today comes out of Ezekiel chapter 18, beginning in verse 25. Listen for the word of the Lord. Yet you say, the way of the Lord is not just. Hear you, O Israelites, I or is my way unjust? Is it not your ways that are unjust? If a righteous person turns from the righteousness and commits a sin, they will die for it. Because of, because of the sin that they have committed, they will die. But if a wicked person turns away from the wickedness they have committed and does what is just and right, they will save their lives. Because they consider all the offenses they have committed and turn away from them, that person will surely live. They will not die. Yet the Israelites say, the way of the Lord is not just. Are my ways unjust, people of Israel? Is it, is it, your, is it not your ways that are unjust? Therefore, you Israelites, I will judge each of you according to your own ways, declares the sovereign Lord. Repent, turn away from all of your offenses, then sin will not be your downfall. Rid yourself of all the offenses you have committed and get a new heart and a new spirit. Why will you die, people of Israel? For I take no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the sovereign Lord. Repent and live. Amen. So, it tells us here, and then this week and next week are going to be kind of overlap a little bit when it talks about the new heart and the new spirit. But it starts in the heart. The wickedness, Psalm says, the wickedness and deceitfulness of the heart is what leads us astray. And so, if God is going to make all things new, then he's going to have to start in our hearts. And it says in, in Ezekiel, he says, the people are saying, you are unjust. Your ways are unjust. He said, okay, that's fine. I will judge you by your deeds, by your actions. You don't like my way? We'll see how you can stand on your own. And we know how that goes. It does not go well. You know, we, we always want people to get what they deserve. He should get what they deserve. I don't want what I deserve, right? Well, I want grace. I want God's way because I definitely think God's way is just. But when we look at this and when we talk about the changing of, the, the, the creating a new heart in us, making all things new, Jesus came to get to the heart of the matter, right? In the Old Testament, um, it was about law that governed our actions and our behaviors. Jesus comes, and in the first gospel, in the first part of the New Testament, Jesus gives the Sermon on the Mount, and he says, okay, we're going to get down to the heart of it. We're going to go from the law to the spirit of the law. We're going to go from the physical to the heart. He says, you, you've heard it said, thou shalt not commit adultery. And he says, yeah, that's true, but where does adultery start? 
It starts in the lust of the heart. It is an action that is motivated by something in here. It's just not an action, uh, 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 reflex reaction. It is motivated by here. It says, you have heard, I shall not murder. He says, nope, you shouldn't. But if we really want to take care of that and get to the heart of the matter, it's the anger or jealousy or whatever motivated that fear, whatever it is in your heart, it begins in your heart. So Jesus is coming and taking the law and bringing it down to the spirit. And he's telling us that it is in the heart, a deceitful, sinful heart that is the problem. And we have to get down to the heart of the matter because we talk about love, right? Because it's going to be about love. It's all going to be about love. When we read in um, Romans 13, 8 through 10, it says, do not... Or let no debt remain outstanding except continued debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And whatever command there may be are summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Galatians 5, 13, 15 says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but not to use your freedom to indulge in the flesh, rather to serve one another in humble love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping one command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, you will be destroyed by each other. Jesus said, love others as I have loved you. And in Romans, it talks about, you know, if I'm walking in the spirit of Christ, if I have the spirit, if I have this new heart, I don't need the law to tell me not to steal, not to hurt, not to cover, because I'm not going to. The law is there where the spirit is absent or the spirit has faded. And so we love fulfills the law of God. Here's the problem. The heart I was, besides COVID and cedar fever, we all are afflicted with something else. We are all born with defective hearts. We all have this, this uh, virus that is not active, this, this self and when we begin to grow and can make choices, that self creeps in and it becomes active. And it hurts and, and distorts and makes our hearts unhealthy and selfish and focusing inward. And so this is the problem. So here's the law. When we get down to the heart and the root of the law, Matthew 22, when, he, when Jesus is asked, what are the two greatest commands? To love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. To love others as yourself. It says all the law and all the prophets are based on, these, on this. 
It is the law of love. So if I love God fully with all my heart, mind, and soul, and I selflessly love others as myself, then I fulfill the law. The problem is, I was born with a defective heart. I can't love others as Christ loves me. He sees all of my, my pettiness, my insecurities, my anxieties, my ego. God sees all of that stuff and he looks through all of that junk and he sees me and he loves me. And he says, Jim, you love others like that. I'm looking at some of you and I say, God, I can't do that. I'm just joking. Kinda. But we can't love others as God loves us if we're really talking about the way Christ loves me. I can't do it because I don't have the heart for it. That's the good news. God says, repent and live. Return to me. Repent, and I will create in you a new heart. I will give you the heart of Christ. And it is only with that new heart that I can begin to love others as Christ has loved me. That I can, it is only the hope of a new creation, a new heart, that I can fulfill the law of love. And the problem is that we try to do all of this stuff, the stuff we can't do, we try to do it on our own, by our own ability, with a defective heart that can't do it. The heart we're born with loves self. We might love others to a degree, but we usually love them for what they can do for us or how they make us feel, not the selfless love of Christ. See, we, so many times we talk about the state of Christianity in our world. One of the reasons that it is failing is because it's a version, a, a wrong version of what the gospel is. And we have made it self-help, and, and we try to change all this stuff. We come and say, yes, I realize I need to change. I need uh, to be a new creation. I need to be new. And then we approach it from the world like a self-help or an exercise program, and we work on the outside. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to try to do this. And see, what, what's the problem with that? It's all on the outside. We haven't changed the inside. If we haven't <coughs> changed the inside, none of that's going to work. It might work for a short time, but it's not going to work long term. What is that? <coughs> Excuse me. What is that? Um, hey, Zach, I have a water on that table. Could you give it? <coughs> Cedar. All right, what is that show that, that uh, this is going to show you how unhip I am? Um, in Waco, Magnolia, what's that couple? Fixer Upper. Fixer upper. <laughs> They're taking over a network, I guess. You know how I knew that? Because a week ago I was in front of the TV a lot, and I saw that commercial every 15 seconds. 
But that gave me what I'm trying to point out. When they go in and they do their fixer-upper, they don't start on the outside. They start right in the guts of the house. They start right on the inside and work their way out. So when we try to fix ourselves from the outside in, it is never going to work. It can only start from the inside out, and the only person that could do that is God. <coughs> I know all, everybody's COVID jumpy, so every time you hear something, it's, like, it's good. But it's, got, it's like cars out there. You could fix up a car and make it look immaculate. But if the engine's no good, it doesn't matter how good it looks. In the same way, when we try to fix ourselves from the outside in and by ourselves, it's never going to work. It might look good from the outside. That's what Jesus talks to the Pharisees about, right? He says, hey, the outside of your cup is spotless and looks good, but the inside is rotten, and I can't use it. It has to start here. And so that's so, why, why so many Christians struggle, because we start from the outside in, and we try to do it on our own power, instead of just being in a relationship with Christ. Be in Christ's presence. Invite Christ into your heart and then put yourself where Christ is and you will begin to change. You, that new heart will begin to flourish. But we so often, we go to church maybe once a week. Maybe we might throw in something here or there, but the rest of our life is for the world and for ourselves. <clears throat> How do you think a new heart's gonna grow in that? It's not. It's going to be stagnant. And we sit around and say, oh, I don't feel God's presence. I keep struggling with the same old stuff because you're doing the same old thing. You might have put a little window dressing on it to fool yourself and to fool others, but you're not living in a relationship. Remember, living in a relationship changes you. All those that have been married for a long time, I... It doesn't matter. If you've been married for a long time, your relationship has changed you in ways you never tried. It is the heart that needs to be recreated, to be made new. God says in Christ, I have come to make all things new. All things. But it starts in the heart. And so if you're struggling, if you aren't experienced the newness of a life in Christ offers us, you need to question yourself, have I given my heart? Am I nurturing my heart? I, I believe in God, you say, but I don't feel this newness of heart. Oftentimes because we have not repented. 
We have not looked honestly at what the barriers are. We still live in the same insecurity, the same pettiness, the same uh, ego, the same greed, the same anger. Because we've maybe fixed up our outside and we look more presentable, but the heart hasn't changed. As we go into 2022 and we talk, think about what is new, nothing's going to change in your life. Nothing's going to change in this church. I mean, we can fix things, we can make things, we can get crowds. It, 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 nothing's going to change until this changes. So at, at the beginning of this series, I want you to examine your hearts. What are you keeping? What is preventing God from coming in and changing and creating? Because God won't do it, won't force us but we got to let them in. And we got to get rid of all that junk and then be in God's presence. And being in the presence of Christ and the presence of his people and the power of the Holy Spirit, which we'll talk about next week, that's what creates in us a new heart. God says, Jesus says, behold, I make all things new. All things. But it begins with a new heart. Let us pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for your grace and for your mercy. I thank you for your love and forgiveness and patience. Lord, I thank you that you make all things new. Help us to give more of ourselves over to you that you can uh, remodel, refurbish, revive, and create a new heart in each one of us. Lord, you went to the cross and gave your life that we might have life. You went to the cross so that the old might fade and die away and the new might be created. Help us to live in the newness that you have given us in Christ Jesus, our Lord. All right, if you would like a kit and you did not pick one up, the ushers will bring one by to you if you raise your hand. Um, if you would like, I'm going to have Zach and Susan, will you serve communion? Um, um, and so, yeah, Fred, Fred will give you a kit. Just raise your hand. If not, uh, then uh, Zach and Susan will serve. All right, let us pray. Dear Lord, as we come to your table, I pray that your Holy Spirit would uh, anoint these elements, that they would be for us, the blood and body of Christ, that we might be for the world, the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. Lord, make us one with Christ and one with each other in, to, in ministry to all the world. In Jesus' name. On the night in which he was to give himself up for us, Jesus took the bread, he broke it, he gave it to his disciples after giving thanks and said, take, eat, this is my body, broken for you. When the supper was over, Jesus took the cup and he blessed it. He said, this is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins.
as often as as you drink of this cup and eat of this loaf, Jesus said, do it in remembrance of what I have done for you. liturgical hand sanitizer. If you guys would stand over there. The table is set. The altar is open as you are led. Please come.
All right, amen. Remember, if you can stick around and help, we're going to at least begin the tearing down and undecorating. And uh, Lazy G's is set out there and ready for lunch, so lunch is handy. And as we go into 2022, remember, Jesus proclaims that I am making all things new. And it begins with your heart. In Jesus' name, amen.